0: Log Talk Radio Audible.com presents Fifty Shades
1: of Grey The erotic best-selling novel read by Gilbert Gottfried
0: My inner goddess has stopped dancing and is staring too open-mouthed and drooling slightly
2: Hear it the way it was meant to be heard
0: Keep still, he orders, and slowly he inserts his thumb inside me, rotating it around and around, stroking the front wall of my vagina. No fisting, you say? Anything else you object to? I agree to the fisting, but I'd really like to claim your ass. Famed voice actor Gilbert Gottfried gives a reading that can only be described as sensual. Holy fuck is this wrong? But holy hell, is it erotic?
1: Let
2: Christian Grey seduce you over and over again through the voice of Gilbert Gottfried. But
0: when he hits my clitoris, I cry out loudly. Oh please, I groan, quiet he orders, not taking his eyes off mine, he scrunches my panties in his hands, holds them up to his nose, and inhales deeply. His hands reach around, and touch my breasts. And my nipples pucker at his
1: touch.
3: Holy shit, this is hot.
1: Uh, back on. I don't know what the fuck just happened. And now we have, I made sure of it, two and a half hours of friggin' airtime. So even though
3: that was <laughs> supposed
1: to. Be, so we're back on. Thank you, Bobby, for sticking that out. That was very amateur hour. I do apologize. Um, Like I said, this has happened once before. And it happened to be during my last time I did a Madness show. So I don't know. Maybe Blog Cup doesn't want me to talk about my own stuff. (laughs) And Nathan's not back on yet. So um, we can talk about anything we fucking want to. Uh, (laughs) So um, where are you located right now, sir?
4: Indianapolis,
1: Indianapolis, so you're still up in Indy, uh, and um, oh, yeah. so uh, we will be um, in a few minutes, the rest of Sexy Witches are joining us, and we will talk about your current endeavors, because you're starting to get your creative juice flowing again.
4: Yes, 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 we are uh, just still running and gunning, and uh, just got done with Witch House.
1: Yeah, no. And Lovecraft is actually a good good thing to talk about cuz he's going to definitely play into this year's madness theme. <clears throat> we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um I don't know what happened. I apologize live went gone now. I'm trying to also do promotion while I also talk to you. So, um Okay, let's go. Go ahead. Talk about Witch House because you just had a premiere.
4: Yes, we did. Uh, well, Indianapolis at the uh, Indianapolis Arts Center. Uh, we showed it October the 2nd to a sold-out crowd, uh, red carpet event, really great. Uh, and right now we're looking uh, to have a North American lease in July, uh, tentatively speaking, and then international uh, will go from there.
1: Excellent. So, um, Nathan's back on and Nathan, since what did we're, I know so well, we just talked briefly about which house, but we are going to talk about it again, because as you know, cause you actually know about the theme, um, Lovecraft is probably going to play a major role in it.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely in that wheelhouse.
1: Yeah, he is. So, um, but real quick, as we were after we were so rudely interrupted by God, um, let's go ahead and talk about. Don't give
5: what, don't Blogspot that much. Uh, uh,
1: no, I guess not. Uh, and, uh, the, the well, there are podcasting gods. I'm sure Bobley has dealt with them before too. I mean, there are definitely podcasting gods out there, and they're not necessarily the nicest in the world. Um, <laughs> but give your MVPs again for wrestling, and then we're going to go right into Bobby and what he's been doing lately and talk about Wickhouse House a little bit more detail.
5: So, All right. Now, now Bobby, what, what we're talking about is there's a phenomenon around WrestleMania now where because people come in from all over the world to go to that, all the independent companies do shows in the whatever city it's in that whole weekend like WrestleMania, WrestleMania was in Dallas last weekend in Dallas, there were over 35 wrestling shows to choose from.
3: Wow. The weekend.
5: And because it's all different companies, you get combinations of people that you will never see any other time than when everybody is in the same city at the same time. It's really a cool thing. But my uh, number three, is like Alabama a multiverse. People, yeah, it really is. And that's, epitomized in my three, number three is Minoru Suzuki, murder grandpa himself. Dude's 52, still out there kicking ass and could legit pick his teeth with any man he gets in the ring with. Like he, he's, you know, came from mixed martial arts. He legit could kick anyone's ass he gets in there with, but he, he started off the weekend by winning the ROH world television champion and he, Although he ended with a match with Effie, which was one of the most hilarious things I have ever seen in wrestling at all.
1: Bobby, Effie is this wonderfully flaming gay wrestler, which in the early WWF period would have never happened. And thank God we are so much in a better world that way. Uh, Because he's a great wrestler. He's charismatic as fuck. But it was like the odd couple watching these two guys (laughs) wrestle. Oh, hell, I'm sure the age difference too. oh yeah, th- th- there's definitely Monero Suzuki wrestles people way younger than him. Uh, I mean, he's wrestled John Moxley on AEW. Uh, you know, he well, him and Moxley have history together. Actually, yeah, Minoru
5: wrestled six matches that weekend.
1: In three different promotions. So, and he's wrestling tonight because he won his first American title during the Ring of Honor uh, Supercard, which is, so congratulations, Memorial Suzuki. By the way, we are joined by one of our other sexy witches. He's on the line. uh, Located in Orange County, California, is our warlock of Orange County, Aaron Cogan. How you doing, sir?
6: Woo-hoo. Not bad. How about y'all?
1: We were doing fine until Blog Talk decided to hiccup, so uh, we're a little behind behind on our scheduling here, but thank goodness nobody's in a rush, so we got
3: this. (laughs) Um,
1: And it looks like um, my longtime co-host and madness conspirator, uh, Raven Jasper Hawk, who is also now in the Los Angeles area. Welcome. You're on with the Sexy Witches. (laughs)
7: Mwahaha. <laughs> I'm so excited for the madness. Oh, my God. I, I, I
1: can't Girl. believe we're doing it again this year. Uh, but before we get that, we're gonna, I want to get let Nathan have his MVP talk, and then we'll go into a brief like like news thing and then bobby well, we're gonna do a quick news because there's a lot of things that just happened and then we will go straight into you um witch house talk about a little bit what you're doing talk about some of your earlier work and then we're gonna go into madness theme announcement does that sound like a plan folks sounds,
5: sounds like awesome. a plan yeah. great plan i'll right. make it yeah. super quick number three, right. number three was murder grandpa minora suzuki number two is effie who in addition to wrestling five different matches uh, ran his own show, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, on uh, when they and had that amazing match with Suzuki, which was my favorite match of the weekend. I mean there was one part where Minor Suzuki is known for his strikes and he's chopping Effie and Effie's just looking at him going, Harder has <laughs> <So laughs> no idea what to do. And he just hits him again he goes, Harder. He has, and then he backhands Minor Suzuki and says, I said harder, bitch. And Minoru Suki <laughs> repeated to cave his fucking chest in. Yeah, it was one be of the best moments ever.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> it was it a
5: great moment.
1: Not to mention, and... Effie gave him that big, sloppy, wet kiss.
5: Yeah, and Minoru Suki had no idea what to do with that except pile driving. So, it was, And not in the way Effie was looking for, either. So...
1: <laughs> it, it, was, it was a pretty gorilla. Cool so, Effie's number three, two. Who's number one, then?
5: Number one, Speedball Mike Bailey. For oh. the simple reason that this guy, over the course of three days, wrestled thirteen matches. And
1: he's
3: That's insane!
5: Wow. He he has Speed not ball. been in America for a long. He's not been in America for a long time because he had a work visa issue that kept him out of the country for about five years. This was the like the first time he's been in America in a long time, and. He came back to prove what he could do. I mean, he took on, on Davy Richards. He had a match with Alex Shelley. He had a match with Effie. He had a match with, God, who else? Uh, Bandito that, that on uh, the WrestleCon show that killed. Like, that dude came out to make himself a star, and God damn it, he did it.
1: And I also want to give a shout out to the Briscoes who had several matches over the weekend. Won a title, lost a title, but you know, but but wins our had a
5: legit and had a legit match of the year contender.
1: Yeah, um, FTR versus Briscoe was was one of the best matches by far, tag team matches of the year, um, and we're going to be talking about that one for a long time. So, so WrestleMania weekend, if you don't have Fight TV or IWTV, go get those things and watch some of the indie matches. WrestleMania is just the tip of a massively bloody iceberg. Uh, and once again, oh, I also want to shout out to the Jackass match and I loved watching Johnny Knoxville just do his thing in front of thousands, 70,000 people. It was. So, yeah. So real quick, some, some updates, obviously um, I wanted to give a shout out to um, And R.I.P. to uh, Gilbert Godfrey, who passed away last night uh, after a long illness, and his heart finally, unfortunately, gave out. Um, I haven't met anybody in my circle that said bad things about Gilbert Godfrey as a person, Mm -hmm. as a comedian. Um, He was a fellow podcaster. He also was a a horror host, for that matter, with Up All Night. Uh, You know, he he's done. He pretty much was one of us. Um, and um, my favorite annoying Jew of all time. Uh, so I, I, I absolutely loved him, and I'm really sad that he passed. And that's why I opened with uh, his Fifty Shades of Grey reading, which is hysterical. Oh my god! Um, it is so funny. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and we lost Louis Anderson, and I mean, and and uh, Bob Saget. Saget. Where they were all close friends and we've lost them in a very short amount of time and it's just really sad mm-hmm. it's been a rough year for comedy um in the last year with norm mcdonald at the end of the year too i mean it's it's mm-hmm. just kind norm of McDonald, been uh... yeah so that's really sad i do want to report and um that yes unfortunately my uh ex father in law michael kogan did pass the day after the last broadcast mm-hmm. um and after and uh once again, if you want to listen to a little bit of his career, because he was a Grammy-nominated uh, engineer, uh, you know, go back to our previous show and the last half hour, we talk a little bit about his his own accolades and what he did over the years. So. Um, a lot of, and we also lost a, uh, um in the wrestling world. There was a bodybuilder. Oh, I can't think of his name right now. He also died today. Um, and he was yeah. mostly known for bodybuilding, but he was also known, well known in the professional wrestling circles. I'd have to look his name back up. I'll do that in a few minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of things are going down. Uh, Will Smith was banned from the Academy for 10 years after resigning after the bitch slap that was seen across the world. Um, so oh. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. It's also the it, anniversary of someone myself Nathan and I truly loved um, and couldn't the madness would not have exist if it wasn't for him and that would be James Harris um, today is the 5th mm. anniversary of his passing I can't believe it's Hail been only, Doc years it's, it's, it's been five years um, you know uh-huh. that, it, it seems like it just wow. happened um, and once again the madness he's, He he actually was the first person that helped me design the madness he made my first poster for the madness he taught me everything I know to this day about video nasty. And if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would be a panelist, Bobby, or I would have met you. So, um, you know, it, it, you know, between him and Nathan, I owe everything to those people, um, to them, to, to making me what I am today. So thank you, Nathan, and thank you up there, James. I know that you're watching some kind of bloody boob show in heaven. So, <laughs> ooh, uh, you ooh. know. So, uh, you know, so a lot of things happening, and I was mentioning today is the 10th anniversary of Cabin in the Woods, so once again, is, another, wow. so this podcast, once again, would not exist without that movie, so busy, busy, busy day, lots of, and also, it was my cousin's birthday today, he would have been 80, so, um, yeah, so lots going down, Bobby, so like I said, this is a very jam-packed show, so thank you for being on it, so. <laughs> Uh, now let's go back to Witch House, Bobby. Since my rest of my sexy witches are on now, talk about what you can, because I know it's not out where people can see it yet. Correct?
4: Yes. Uh, we're so, looking for a uh, July release in North America. Ooh. So, to, uh, um,
1: so what what can you what can you talk about?
4: Well, I can talk about quite a bit of it, I mean, because it's just such a a strange, you know, you know, Lovecraft as it is, there's no real quick and simple plot. So there's not a lot that I can really give away, but I can still talk about it because it's like you've really got to experience it, like watch it to feel it, you know. Um, Um,
1: Is it an adaptation (laughs) directly of one of his works or is it inspired by his work?
4: Well, it's kind of a mix between both because uh, I don't know, Mm. you know. But uh, you know Brian Yuzna, reanimator, oh, he yeah. kids. you know. I would all. love to have him he, on the show.
1: He's on my bucket list uh, <laughs> interviews. So.
4: Yeah, well, well, I met Brian at a film festival in New York back in 2018, and uh, I had some films done, and he took them to Cannes and wanted to start representing me. And he said, Before you start oh, wow. the next one I want you to, I, I want you to start talking to me about what you want to do and it was really interesting conversation because he basically he says, you know, if I work with a young filmmaker, please at least listen to some of the things I'm suggesting He says, because if you don't, this could become a very time consuming and costly hobby for you. And I thought, Wow, there's a way to check me at the door. I'm listening, <laughs> I'm all ears. So we looked at Lovecraft, and he says, "Why don't you find one of his works, you know, and I adapt something from it? Because that's where he's—he's he's a big Lovecraftian guy." So, um, you know, obviously, we didn't have the budget to do some of the alien worlds and interdimensionary stuff that in, is in most of his stories. So, we found a short called "The Dreams in the Witch House," which is something that's centered around an old house and a coven of witches. And uh, that was something that we could really uh, touch base on and, and move forward with it. So uh, we, that's it, yeah. That's where that, that came from.
1: So Brian Usna, uh, you know, he, he directed Society, and he's producer of one of my favorite films of all time, The Dolls, uh, by Stuart Gordon. Uh, so uh, when someone like that takes you on your wing, I mean, yeah, you said you listen, but how? Do you secretly geek out all the time?
4: <laughs> um, no, because all that is at way out the window. This is really like, grow up quick, son. This is business. These guys are taking your film to cans. If they tell you to reshoot something, you better reshoot it. If they tell you the eye mm. line was off for that or this doesn't fit the story or is wasting time, get rid of it and find something that will work. And um, – Because of our listening and taking, I mean, it took a long time to get this film done because if we had done it the way we were intended to do it, it wouldn't be nearly what it is now. Um, We just had them checking us, like grading our paper every step of the way. Like this is what we want to mold this film into. And we're like 13 international awards, 20 plus selections, like internationally. And, uh, the nominations wins and all sorts of categories and I have to say we attribute a lot of that success to these veterans you know John Penny uh, from return of the living dead and uh, the kindred he uh, has worked with us in our story as well on it and as an advisor and as more and a sales agent as well but yeah
2: that's,
1: that's interesting
4: um, thing about you know, Go
3: ahead. Uh, interesting Go ahead.
4: thing about John. Interesting thing about John Penny is his dad went to college with Ray Bradbury. Oh. So Ooh. when John was a little boy, Ray Bradbury would be over at his house. Like he just Honey. yeah, he remembered growing up around Ray Bradbury.
7: This is so badass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um.
4: wow. You guys have a lot going on. <laughs>
1: So you've always been kind of a festival darling, but now you're actually breaking into uh larger things. How do you feel about it as a on the personal level
4: um well, it's uh very humbling, and it's just check your email every day and do what you're told and and it's just it's weird um to think that you know our films can you know I just remember doesn't seem that long ago I was at me and my before we were married in her apartment on a table in the middle of the night, just writing ideas down and just here we are now, um, working with some bigger people and bigger budgets and uh it's really a good feeling.
1: I I'm so happy for you, Bobby. You deserve every minute of what you're going through, good, bad, evil. It all is wonderful to know that because we've always been your cheerleaders. I know Nathan's been one of your biggest cheerleaders for a long time.
4: Oh, yes, he has. I love (laughs) Nathan. Nathan, we have have had some great fun together on panels and screenings and just overall just partying our asses off. I I,
1: I met you um, when you were doing – you know, the you know, dogs of Kilo County, uh and the and the soft animation. Yeah. In fact, we've had you on the show because of that. Uh, but really we really started bonding when you uh did Belly Timber and I won your uh little trivia contest and I guess I bounced on the stage and everybody noticed. <laughs> so uh <laughs> I still have your poster and your novelization in my collection. It's one of my prides. So thank you for that. Uh, so, Nathan, do you have any questions for our longtime friend here?
5: Yeah, I got a question. Um, with your new film being a Lovecraft adaptation, and probably my favorite work you've done previously is The Boogeyman, which is a Stephen King adaptation. We've seen both of those authors, you know, we've seen adaptations that are really good. We've seen adaptations that are really bad. Like what's the secret to successfully doing an adaptation of an author that's considered a cornerstone of the genre?
4: Well, I don't know. I don't know if there's a secret because this guy is really out there with his thoughts and especially for the time that he was writing them. And some of his stories he even said he wasn't a big fan of and they didn't do so well. Mm. And, I think, and as an adaptation, you've got to confidently go in there with the source material and make changes, bring it into your century, bring it into, to do something different. And I, my formula for this is I wanted to make something that had, like, the Rob Zombie-esque kills that are real frantic wow. and just horrible meets the 1970s, like, mario baba Lucio fulci i wanted a 70s feel like a suspiria type film that was a big motivating factor for me and my director of photography pulled it off with the different lighting uh, that we use to show different dimensions that she's in and
1: you had me
5: you totally had me at fulci
1: so, basically, we're talking <laughs> extremely horrible, frightening murders in the most beautiful settings you can possibly think of.
4: That's what we're going for, yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, so, um, now, on the Lovecrafting level overall, do you have a favorite uh, short or or movie? That, uh, not necessarily that you use as source material for your movie, but that you love personally.
4: Um, I think, like, the Mouth story with the fish people come up Mm. in the ocean. That one's really kind of good. Color Out of Space is good. Uh, Mm. I was really impressed with the Nicolas Cage film, how they adapted that. That That
1: was really good, right? Like, that was in my top ten that year.
4: It's horribly slept on, too, you know, like... For what Because, you know, what's really strange, Nate is I just really don't understand why Lovecraft hasn't busted out in cinema yet. Like, they're not showing you, you know, Mountains of Madness. That's probably my favorite, just to, that creature and all that shit. You can see Lovecraft in so much pop culture.
7: It, everyone
4: uses it from Alien to Alien versus Predator. I mean, Metallica, frickin' Iron Maiden. There's just so many references to his stuff but you're just not having seen Hollywood come out with a, I mean, they can do Godzilla. They can do this, these, you know, Kaijus in the water. They can definitely pull that
5: off. Honestly, the best in my mind, the best, or not, I won't say the best, but the closest to the feel of Lovecraft that any adaptations come is Dagon. And that was made fairly low budget, but man, if they imagine if that flick had had a budget.
1: Is that a Brian yes. Yuzna produced movie too?
5: I believe. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. I yeah. believe so. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, he's done. He did the Necronomicon, which is mm-hmm. like an anthology, and yep. uh, that's a really good one too, where he's got those three stories in there, and it's just amazing the things that he tells me when he, working with him, is tough because he's like a very guardedly optimistic guy, but he tell he doesn't bullshit you he doesn't, you know, why would he? He's telling me, Hey dude, that doesn't make any sense. Get rid of that. He's like, no, he's a man of few words when he's really into something. And, um, I've got a secret project I'm working on that he thinks is hilarious and he's, he's excited about it. So, uh, he's, he's really, and then when the stories that come out of his mouth, you're like, Holy shit, you're working with me. Like, uh, just, if, you, if you've if you seen The Necronomicon, that movie that he made, it's just like when he's telling us how to do things, he's like, hey, you just shoot a rock where we had a dollhouse that looked like a castle, like a huge house. We just sat it on top of a dune, and it's the way we shot it, and it made it look that way. And then we cut to the actor looking – someone's holding up a, a window in the middle of the road, and you just see the dude looking through the window, and – it's like, wow, you did that. And then there's these huge doors, right, with this cloaked figure that opens them. Oh, my God, it's a regular, like, house doors with a child that they dressed up in a robe. And so when the child opens up from the camera angle, it just really quickly looks like a regular human opening up two gigantic doors. And it's like, wow, you guys, they, just so many you know, in-camera tricks and things that those guys did because they didn't have CGI like we have
5: now. It, We're a stranger know. to doing some in-camera trickery with uh, animation with army men. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
6: yeah, just
4: Forcing perspectives, you know, and, and that type of stuff is really, you know, I, I, I love that shit. I mean, it's just because you can see it in your head and if you can kind of, and He even brought up some things about witch house, like topics like how you can make things look, you know, like you've seen something where it's a a ladder, but if you were to actually walk on the side of it, all those pegs aren't in it. And that's not really a ladder, you know, it's how your eye perceives what it is. Uh, that's, um, but yeah, it was an adventure shooting witch house, uh, over three years. We, we got paused by COVID and, uh, you know, because we had actors from all over the place that we were using. And, um, man, we we were actually shooting in one of the most haunted houses in the Midwest. And uh, it wasn't immediate, but we all had creeping feelings while we shot there. I uh, would well, never really experienced paranormal activity like that on a scale. But our batteries drained, like, with a quickness. Like... Every day we were purchasing $20 worth of AA batteries for just all the little shits that we were using audio-wise. They were draining that fast. Um, We had to buy an army of batteries and constantly have them on chargers. Um, There's a lot of uneasy feeling. Crew members and people, we shot a a lot of this film in the attic. And when you see the film, you can see how the structure of the attic is perfect for the story because it just has these sacred geometric lines in the wood. But um, it was really strange that one night we were shooting the witch crawling over our principal actor when well, she's laying on the floor and she's pregnant in, the sequ- in this little the dream sequence. And the witch is listening for a heartbeat from the fetus. And at that time, mm-hmm. I mean, we were shooting 12 to 15 hour days at least. And my, my audio... Recorder is right there he's listening, and I keep hearing what sounds like a baby crying, and it's not <clears throat> from the room that we're in. it sounds like it's within a wall or like in a hallway over from us, and I kept hearing it like it was <clears throat> kind of this annoy- annoying me to where I would say something because I needed to be quiet to shoot this scene, and I keep hearing. Ah, ah. And then oh my God. <laughs> I, he 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 has headphones on, and I said, Toby, are you picking that up? And he took his headphones off and said, like, a baby crying? And as soon as he said that, it was deadly silent in there. Everyone shut <laughs> the fuck up, and, and we heard that baby continue to cry about two or three more times. And we thought, well. What if there's somebody outside that has dropped a neighbor down? there ain't no houses near there like that? Maybe someone has a baby outside put in a car there There was no cars around there and uh so and the crazy thing about it is we were so exhausted from shooting that we all knew that we still had so much more to go that evening and that our witch had contacts on, and she needed to shoot her stuff and get the hell out of there. But we said, do we all agree we heard that? And everyone says, yes. And then we Mm -hmm. said, let's keep shooting. uh, Which is also a very Lovecraftian
1: as well, to have a baby (laughs) in the walls like that. Oh, my God. What?
4: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The show must go on. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, as soon as I got home, I ran through that footage to see if I picked any of it up. Not a peep was on any of that audio because he wasn't recording. He don't, yeah. he don't record unless we say, he says sound speeding and we weren't, we were setting a shot up, you know? And so he immediately froze. He wasn't thinking about pressing nothing and we damn sure didn't shoot it, roll any footage on it. So it's just one of those things. Wow. You know?
1: <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. that, that is creepy, but it adds to the whole atmosphere <laughs> of your film, I would believe overall. Um, and um, so uh, now that you have concluded and you're working on the distribution end of things for which house, what, do you have anything else up the pipeline?
4: Well, before we break into that final thing about that, is the man that's Please. the caretaker of the house, he, he doesn't talk to anyone about things that occur around that house. He doesn't want to put anything in anyone's head. But if you come to him with something, he'll let you know if what you saw was true or real. And when we came to him the next day with that, he says, yep, you heard baby Elizabeth. He said she was born, lived for three days, and was buried on the property. And then when the family had gotten a vault and moved everything, they dug up, exhumed the body, and moved her to a different location. And that's fucking eerie. That would make the hairs on your face. Wow. Like, that wasn't just a random Halloween prop. That was a person.
1: Wow, you you you've actually with that story have done better than any uh, fifty seasons of Ghost Watch of Ghost Hunters. Uh, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? You know, uh, you know that that's incredible, and I'm happy and also terrified that for you that you had that experience. But you know, when when you when that when you do have, do something like that, whether it, it, it whether you feel comfortable or not, it is a gift. So remember that. It was a gift.
4: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, very, just, you know, very respectfully, like, you know, wow, that we were able to, because we disturbed the energy of that house by coming in there with all our racks of clothing and people doing table reads and, you know, marking off all bright lights and noise and laughter. And, you know what I'm saying? That's a lot on that house and whatever energy was going on. And, uh, there's, I mean, there's all sorts of things that's happened in the house and it's just, we were, we were very respectful and nice and took care of the property. And well, one nice thing I have to say is the man never let anyone shoot there. He's turned travel channel down. He's turned all the ghost hunters down but wow. for some reason he thought he liked us and just wanted to see and. What's funny is he thought that we were just going to shoot some exteriors because we were going to just shoot the exterior of that house but then go somewhere else that we would be able to afford to do it. And then he says, well, you guys can shoot inside the house. I mean, I don't care. And we're like, okay. So, well, he thought that we wanted to do some photography. This dude drinks beer from the day, the minute he wakes up to the time he goes to sleep. And he's just an old dude, does the yard work, all that stuff. So, And when we showed up with racks of clothing, I mean, groceries, people, fucking just filing cabinets full of paper. I mean, just scripts, just all this. <laughs> he says, I thought you guys were, well, he says, you're like moving in. And so, <laughs> uh, but what we did, he did not charge us one penny to shoot there for three years. Wow. But well, we God. took care of the fence, repairs, we we got the house looking really nice so he could have a paranormal day. We would mow the grass for him, leaves, cut, any yard work we would help him with. And we got the place so in good, good ship shape that he actually had a paranormal big event in August. And you guys need to come again if he does it this year. And ended up helping pay like a good portion of the property taxes on that place for the year. So... Nice. A good Indiana friends helping Indiana friends.
1: Nice. Uh, guess what, Bobby? We have a caller.
4: Okay. Well, let's yeah. bring
1: him on. So, 503 area code. You're on with the sexy witches. Hello.
2: Hey, I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. My name's Courtney.
1: Hi, Courtney. Hey. How you doing? Hey.
2: You can call me um, Court if you want.
1: You're on with the Sexy Witches, and our guest host tonight, Bobby Easley. Do you have a question
2: for our panel? Well, I guess it's not really a question. Um, So I've listened for a long time, and I can't even remember what the subject of tonight's show is. But I (laughs) just love paranormal stuff, Um, so I thought I'd call in. Nice. Yeah, so have you guys ever been to a barn party? No. barn party? An yes, Amish one. It's uh, yeah, barn yeah, barn. Yeah, yeah. It takes party place in a, barn. in a barn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in the barn, barn. So it's yeah. a barn party, right? Yeah, so I went Good. to this barn party, and there's, like, a bunch of hay everywhere, you know. Um, mm-hmm. People were wearing gingham, you know. We're just having a hunky-dory <laughs> time. And mm-hmm. everything is, like, super fun until they release the pigs. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> i
2: guess like you'd have to go to a barn party to really know what i'm talking about but um, yeah like once they released the pigs like the pigs are really hungry and so like it was kind of funny at first but they started eating this dude's face at one barn party i went to and this was actually just last weekend and then me and my friend were like whoa we gotta go okay this is weird so we started hmm. to leave the party And we were on this, like, dark, windy road, right? Like, this shit is freaky. This barn party went crazy. It went wrong, you know? And so we're on this dark road, and, like, there's this lady in this white dress, and she's, like, soaking wet, too. You know, like, just drenched. Long black hair, and I was like, this is definitely a ghost, right? This is definitely a ghost. Yeah, And we pull up beside her, you know, because we think she's a hitchhiker, but, like, why is she wet? And, like, should we pull up beside her? Is this a ghost? Sure enough, we pull up and we're like, hey, lady, do you need a ride? And she freaking disappears. Oh. What? Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about paranormal stuff. <laughs>
3: well,
2: we wow. I so we appreciate it.
4: So uh, <laughs> no question. Was she, what was she wearing?
2: Like I said, she was What's wearing a white way? dress. She was wearing a white dress. Oh wow.
6: A drenched white dress. Yeah. Uh,
2: okay.
6: Wow. I need I
2: to, go you're, to like more classic party. Japanese ghosts, right? <laughs> and also it's like does just, just because she's wearing a white dress doesn't mean it's a wedding dress, but I had the feeling, like I had the feeling that she mm. got like ditched on her wedding day, you know. Um
1: in back wow. where I grew up in San Francisco Bay Area, there's a road that's known for the White Lady, um, and, and a, and a oh, restaurant, shit. and um, it's so uh, it, that I, I don't. It's not an uncommon ghost to see along a highway, but once again, if you experience anything like that, whether it's common or not, it's still rare because it's a ghost, right? So it's a gift. Mm-hmm. And Does it mean I'm going to die? Like, Not necessarily, no. <laughs> only owls are arbiters okay. of death and that'll actually matter for our, oh, our theme announcement. But, um... Ooh! You know, ooh, ooh, um...
2: Ooh. More yeah. Than
1: Yeah, so, but anyway, uh, thank you for calling, Courtney, and you know what, it's always wonderful to listen to a person that I am not as well acquainted with on Facebook, Uh, so thank you
2: for listening, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you, Courtney. Yeah, I'll let you guys go, sorry, I just thought I would added. No, 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 please. Where are you from? Didn't Didn't want to get you guys off track or anything, sorry. No, 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 where are you (laughs) from, where are you from? from? well, I'll continue to listen. Y'all carry on. Thanks for taking so my call. What,
1: what location are you from?
2: Well, it's 503, so I'm definitely in Oregon. Um, okay, it is uh, Oregon. Portland Ooh, area. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's excellent. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank you Yeah, because I, I heard uh, Raven's from Portland, too, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. She live there. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to out anyone Anyway, no, not at all
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Courtney For calling, we really, really listening. Appreciate it Listen in, oh, and if you want to you call so in much. Anytime to talk ghosts, you're welcome
2: Yeah Hell yeah <laughs> Thanks, y'all uh, Have a
1: good bye. one, thank you, Move bye
4: Talk to you later
2: <laughs> bye.
4: That was a great call
1: I love it. It's so rare to have good calls, and you know, it's it's that's one of the things I like about blog talk. And one of the reasons why I've stuck with it is the sound is absolute shit, and it has technical difficulties. But (laughs) the live call aspect gives it a little bit of an edge, right? Uh, You know, you never know Mm. who's going to call. I've only had one obscene foot caller call in. In the eight years I've done this, and I've only had one guest hang up on me in disgust, which was funny because it was during our Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode. Like, why would I be offended by that? So I (laughs) pissed him off. You
3: did. I pissed him off
6: (laughs) really badly. (laughs) That's why I was kind of upset when you you said Gilbert Gottfried was your favorite annoying Jew. What am I, chopped liver?
1: I mean, oh. you're, you're you're not that annoying, so, you know, oh, I mean, okay. that might beg to differ, but, you know, that's her project. <laughs> he used okay. to be my second favorite yep. annoying Jew, but since I've been divorced, he's, he went to number one, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so, um, so, Bobby, before we switch gears and talk about our theme, which you're very well acquainted with um, – what is coming up the pipe? What, plug your stuff.
4: Well, um, right now, Witch House is going to be slated for a July release. And uh, you'll right be able to find it streaming and everywhere that you can find it. And um, right now, if you want to go on Instagram, you can check out uh, Witch House Movie. It's at Witch House Movie. And you will see... All the behind the scenes Like stuff Photos The vivid colors A lot of the concept drawings Like inspiration Reference stuff Just clowning around Us at our premiere Just gives you A real good visual guide For the film um, And on Facebook You can follow us At HP Lovecraft's Witch house And uh, Right now We've got some Top secret stuff We're working on We're not allowed To talk about But I can just Tell you this uh, It's something That's never been Done before
3: so, Ooh. Um, Ooh. <laughs> that's always yeah,
4: exciting. Uh, yeah, and with Brian Usner and John Penny guiding us, I think it's going to be really, uh, really something interesting and exciting. That I'm definitely going to want to come back on this show. And Nathan, it's a topic of discussion Yay. that I want to talk about too. So sounds um, good
6: to me.
1: And, and yeah, you know, but, I. Uh, I if 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 Brian Usna is bored and wants to call into the sexy witches, is telling me he can do it anytime seriously though he's on when I, I made a list of of initial interviews I wanted to do on my first season and I've knocked three of those people off the list now, including Dion Bahar this year and uh, Jennifer Aspinall and Sarah Trost, who are makeup and costume designers. Brian Usna is also on that list, so someday. Someday. (laughs) Hey, I
4: will bring bring that up to him for sure, for sure. I've been
1: obsessed with dolls for years. um, And, you know, the stuff he did with, uh, you know, with the Charlie Band, of course. And then, like, you know, society. Dude, society.
5: Let's not forget the Living Dead 3.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I have this lamp of sexy, like, icons of horror. And she's on the list. She's on she's, oh, on, cool she's on, nice. people on it, she's on on it, yeah, so I bought it at Days of the Dead, actually, so, awesome. uh, yeah, so uh, that's cool, so uh, let's take a, a couple second breather, just one, because I need to catch <laughs> my breath before we change topics, because this topic is near and dear to my heart.
2: All right, everyone!
1: A toast!
0: All right! A toast! A toast!
2: Woo! Let the madness begin! (laughs) The
6: madness! Madness! (laughs) You're here!
3: Here! Here! Rock and fucking
6: roll!
1: I wanted to get, change my notes real quick and get ready for the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. This will be season number 15! 15. 15 people! I've been doing this for 15 years! That's
3: almost
1: happened. Wow. Oh my god, I am feeling so old right now. Um, <laughs> Last year was a lot of fun. We actually changed up completely and did almost exact opposite of what we normally did, and we covered uh, horror action and dystopian futures. I wanted to slow it down a little bit and bring it back. We're gonna, By the way, the binge is back, everyone. So yay, we're going to be back to the binge. Uh, I'm sure there's a few Hell people yeah. out there that will be really happy about that. Raven, before we get into the theme, which if people know this song, they already know what it is, um...
7: What is the Madness, and how does it work? Hey, Madness is an amazing console, and it is a binge-watching console that is kind of like a scavenger hunt. You watch as many movies as you can, TV shows um, as well that fit within the theme, and are wonderful head hauntress comes up with bonus points that will exist within um, any kind of movie it could show up and so you're looking for these things to happen and uh, the more times they happen the more points you get so the thing is um, it's a it's a contest about quantity not quality (laughs)
1: Yeah, so watch as that. many movies as you can, <laughs> um, and um, and even though we have a theme, the theme is just the base of how we rate films. So your film doesn't have to be in theme to count for the madness. But if you're watching something that has a bonus point and is accepted on our on our uh, in in our madness, which almost anything horror-related, all horror is actually accepted, you get, well, you can get more points, and it's based on Time Watch. Now, we won't worry about scoring right now. Don't worry about scoring. This is not what this is about. We're going to talk about the types of movies we are basing our bonus points on, and the theme itself. So, uh, Raven, you've been a judge. You've been a uh, you've been a contestant. Same with Nathan. Same with Aaron. Uh, we break our teams. Bobby into um, judges are kind of like mentors more than actually judges. Uh, they help the they ha- we break them into teams so we can take you know the workload basically, uh, but they mentor their their teams and encourage them to watch films of all types. And uh, so uh, you know you know so you know let's say if someone's like saying i don't know what to watch they can go well there's these films why don't you try them uh you know so um what's more fun being a judge or being a contestant i know that's a little <laughs> question
7: there's Ooh. stuff i love about both so much um and when i'm one i i just miss the other a little uh Some years I wish I could do both, but it would kind of be a conflict of interest. Um, There's kind of more freedom within being a player because the sky's the limit for what you can watch. And as a judge, a lot of times you might be watching stuff your team has watched to look for bonus points they may have missed. Uh, So there's kind of less of an opportunity to use your time to explore your own, uh, you know, your own watches. Uh, but I, yeah. they're both really, they're both really educational. It's like a masterclass of uh, horror subgenres, and you can go as hard as you want, or you can go as light as you want. And the thing is, often it's still anybody's game. It's pretty sweet
1: it goes by your own pace, your own taste, and your own schedule. And people are like, "Well, life gets in the way." That's kind of the point. The point of the madness. Mm-hmm. It is a madness. You're trying to get it in while you're trying to do other things. I've given birth to a baby. I've taken care of my sick father. I've, uh, you know, I I, I have we it, it's always it, it's always like I know people that have been will watch films while they're driving. I don't recommend that. Uh, (laughs) I know people that lost 20 pounds watching movies because they didn't sleep they were broke with their girlfriend Ooh. and that's how they were coping and they won that year too uh so uh, i i am dedicating this year's madness to one of our our former champions jp smith who passed away and one of our longtime contestants kimberly kimberly ballad barnes who also passed away recently uh rest in peace to both of those folks um it, i'm really starting to i've noticed on my a thread today when I was inviting guests that I had several people might get on my thread, including Dame Paris, that have passed. In my Facebook feed, and I don't have the heart to delete their accounts. I just don't. Um, so, uh, mm. it, 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 so there's, you know, I've, you know, the madness has a core group of people, but we always have new people every year as well. But you really become a family in a weird way because yeah. it's not about the movies yeah. or the points in mm. the end. It's about the discussion of film and the love of movies. Mm-hmm. And um, we also include television, and television the, hate of the bad counsel- ones. Um, Oh, and and believe me, one of my favorite years, Bobby, is uh, Richard Tanner and I – I know you know Richard Tanner, right? Um, He he actually made a list of of Sasquatch movies that people were required to binge, and one of them was – but he had never seen Tanya's Island, which I included on the list, and he still – all of them to this day are still mad at me for two. So, uh, this was three years ago now. They're
6: we're still not mad. mad. We're suffering from PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Come on, I and, love that and, movie. I know, right? I, I hate for my
6: therapy buddy. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be fine. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, it, 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 even Richard was mad at me because, you know, he loves all Sasquatch movies, but apparently that one was his where he drew the line. And I'm like, well, you have to. Rick, Rick Baker did the suit. You've got to see it, right? <laughs> and the Puka shell necklace? Come on. It's wonderful. Oh, so, I, anyway. oh man. So, wow. So, Vanity um,
6: doesn't know how fast it Flashback. I'm going to have to start drinking now.
1: <laughs> well... Uh, I don't. Well, puka, I was gonna say I don't know if puka shell necklaces will come into play, but they just might this year.
3: Oh God! Theme. No. So, I,
1: I mean, well, you know, very
3: oh, welcome. It,
1: it depends. I mean, so let's go ahead and and announce the theme. Now, I did not come up with this year's title. It was actually Nathan. I I had a bunch of ideas and. I was close, and he said one that actually almost mirrored one I was thinking about, and as soon as I heard it, I knew it was the right one. So are we ready, Bobby? Ready for what we're going to do? Here we go. It's the Halloween. Halloween horror movie, Marathon Madness. This year is monsters of lore and witches galore so yes. um, yeah so i i want to say for the record i came up with this thing before that bitchin documentary but yes ladies and gentle witches we are doing folk horror this year one yeah, of my man, man, favorite man. genres and for the first um, time man. ever an atb which is our high point value for a film will go to if your film has a sexy witch,
6: yeah, right Yay. on.
1: So we are sexy witches. We are all ATB. because you know we're you know I want to say first yeah. as a rule I usually tell people that sexy witch is a state of mind, and I'll tell you right now, Bobby, Nathan, Raven, and Aaron, we're all a bunch of fucking sexy witches right here.
3: All right. Like, we're all, pretty That's sexy. all right,
1: yeah, goddamn all right. I am going to actually define a sexy witch for film this year. Um and what I mean is a sexy witch hmm. will be an aspect of maiden or crone uh, maiden or or mother. So crones aren't uh-huh. going to be considered sexy witches, but maiden and mother witches will be. So Ingrid Pitt and in The Wicker Man, sexy witch, right? Oh
5: mm-hmm. uh, well, yeah. I,
1: yeah. You know, <laughs> Uh, you know, can you no can
5: you really can you really kink shame the crone lovers though?
1: No, I'm not kink shaming oh, no, no. them. Just not, they get points them. them. They just are automatic triple bonus. That's all. You know. Okay. I'm not okay. kink shaming crone <laughs> I, I also <laughs> want to automatic point out if you're not bonus. sure what a sexy witch is, if you go to the um, the sexy witches Facebook page, I have a gallery called the sexy Witch. and if that witch is in the gallery you know that they are atb and i will tell you right now uh margaret hamilton the wicked Witch of the west is a sexy witch she is not a crone she is mother okay so uh okay. you know you know but also glenda she's definitely a sex billy burke oh yeah sexy witch. Oh, yeah. yeah so mm. i mean so you know so this year the wizard of oz would be an automatic triple bonus so, uh, right you on. know, yeah, so I love, you know, so this is going to be a fun year. Uh, and the Folk Horror Documentary, it's got a really long name, what is it? Folk Horror Documentary, you know which one it is, the four-hour Mm-mm. one.
7: Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Woodland, Dark, um, and Days with Witch, which is on Shudder. Um, if you want to, like, do a quick deep dive on yeah. Folk Horror, that in itself will give you about 40 titles. You can easily put into the madness. Now, for some people, forty titles Absolutely. two weeks. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know,
3: you
6: know, dark. what's
1: it called? Uh, Woodland, Woodland, dark, dark
6: and, and Days bewitched.
1: bewitched. Um, and Shudder dropped a right. buttload of nice folklore uh titles on their streaming service. So uh, um, it'll be a. I have a feeling Shudder is going to play prevalently this year in the madness but it is a four-hour documentary and i will give a a specific point value for that which will be good throughout the madness and the warm-up so i'm going to encourage people to watch that documentary it's very comprehensive the only movie i think it leaves out is uh from thailand which is called the mystics of bali which is about panagalan's which is a type of vampire that uh, eats children. That fly. It's basically it's yeah. a head that flies off and, and it has entrails and then sucks the blood of uh, pregnant women. Uh, you know, so, it, it, it's, I it's it not there, which is weird because that's like the most mainstream Thailand horror film ever, right? And it's a uh, weird
5: though. ass movie.
1: It's wonderful. This, oh my God. The score is so good to that movie. I mean, it is one of my favorite horror scores,
2: uh, but, uh,
1: there is other Thailand movies in, mentioned in, in Woodlands days. Uh, but, um, I think that's the only omission I saw the rest of it. Matter of fact, I was actually embarrassed with myself because they called the big three, which is the wicker man, which is going to be our mascot film this year, which is a very important film in All my life. Nice. Um, and, of course, uh, Witchfinder General with Vincent Price. So, Vincent Price will definitely be a wild card this year. Um, ah,
6: hooray. Yeah.
1: Hooray. I mean, so, um, I've seen both those movies. But the the third one, uh, Satan's Claw, I had never seen before. And I felt very inadequate mm-hmm. in my full core viewing. At, like, have you all seen that one before? I know Nathan had.
4: I've heard of it, Claw. but I yeah. have not seen it. Yeah, I I was
1: really surprised and embarrassed that I hadn't seen it. Well, I've already fixed that. It definitely has a sexy witch in it. Oh, my God. Is she sexy? Young, but sexy. Um, Definitely a maiden. Uh, So, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, know, that's the big three. Obviously, all three of those films are going to be automatic triple bonuses. uh, But, you know, uh, there's going to be certain tropes that are going to come up. Uh, one is things buried under the ground. Disturbing earthen graves and stuff is a very yeah. common thing in folk horror. Uh, let, I, the one that comes to me that's the most recent I saw was a movie called the, what was it? The boys of County, which is an English film um, about uh, it, it's a trope on the vampire, but it's not really a vampire. Uh, and uh, they of course disturb the grave. Um, uh, what was that? That Clive Barker demon movie, Rawhead Rex. Rawhead Rex. Rawhead Rex yeah. definitely would put. Bobby, do you have any other films you can think of about where someone's disturbed something underground and it's caused all sorts of shit to go down?
4: Well, I'd like to say Pumpkinhead.
1: Oh, ooh, oh yeah, yeah that would definitely. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin would definitely be a fo- there's th- th- Now she's a crone but there's Definitely folklore involved so there will be bonus Points for that movie um, Let's see what else can I name can one of My up? favorites yes
6: There was a TV Movie that Gene Roddenberry Did that was a pilot it's going to be A s- series with uh, Oh gosh Robert Culp gig young gig Young passed away so uh, It didn't happen Uh, a very young John Hurd, and they uh, disturb the satanic temple and break the seal and release a demon, and they're sexy witches. And in the British version, there's even uh, uh, a little nudity involved as well, and it's just so much fun. Gene Roddenberry's Spectre. And I have a bootleg copy of it, too, because I love it so much. Ooh, maybe, you should
1: post, maybe you should convert it and we can do a special group watch of it.
6: Can I please give you another you. one? Can, can I please give
4: you guys one more? Yes, and This please. is one of my favorites from when I was, you know, getting into, uh, you know, my voice was deepening and, like, seeing sexy witches and stuff going on, but uh, The Layer of the White Worm.
1: It's funny, oh, yeah. I was just thinking about that, right, as just before I you love said that it. film. Oh my God, Russell Ken Russell is probably going to be scene. a wild card also this year because All he's got right. at least three movies that I can think of. Uh, uh, now, to define a wild card, Bobby, a wild card is any if they're on that list. That means you can watch anything, no matter the genre, and get a point for it. Uh, You know, so if you see them in a talk show, you get a point for it, for example. But Ken Russell has at least two, maybe three film's outfitters' theme, including The Witches. Uh, (laughs) Oliver Reed might be an excellent wild card this year, too. Uh, You know, uh, he's going to come up a lot. Uh, But Lair of the White Worm, I just rewatched that again recently, and I fucking love that movie. Like it is I so good, right? I fucking
6: love that
4: movie. Yeah, every <laughs> fucking thing about it.
1: It
4: here, it, it, it's,
1: it's not just the sex; like the whole story is awesome, right? You know, there's a lot yes. of sex in it too, but. Uh...
4: <laughs> I just I remember loving the videotape cover, you know, uh, because the hell, I was in the probably seventh or eighth grade, so imagine what that looked like to me then. And even watching it now, Mm. it still holds up with just the camera angles and her acting and just that checkered floor, the snakes and the... I mean, the Boy Scout in the rain, her driving. It's just so stylishly fucking awesome.
1: I I love that film. I've loved that film for a while. It (laughs) is
5: just fun.
1: Can I throw a couple out? Yes.
5: Uh, First one I'd like to throw out is actually a movie I've been kind of looking for a way to shoehorn into talking about. It's a movie called The Spine of Night that I just ah. recently watched. It recently oh, dropped right on, on Shudder. It's, it, it's like a psychedelic version of fire and ice, and it feels like a spiritual successor to heavy metal, which is one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. of all time. There is a prominent witch character. There's lots of folklore going on. That movie totally can count as folk horror, and it's also just really badass. I highly recommend everybody oh. check out The Spine of Night.
7: On Shutter right now. That Mm
5: was great. Yeah, Yeah, it was amazing. And Uh, also uh, Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, 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 I'll wait, I'll wait. Okay, well I was also going to say my uh, second one I was going to bring up it doesn't have a witch but it does involve folklore and it does involve disturbing spirits and all and that's a movie called the river runs black bobby might know that one
4: <laughs> oh yeah
5: that's my movie oh.
1: yeah, no. <laughs> yeah yeah river runs black which is one of your earlier films from 2012 right yeah yeah
4: yeah that's uh that's that's one that man if i had a budget i'd love to reshoot that nathan you know they say you mm-hmm. shouldn't but gosh if, it would nah, be leave, a really good. One. If
3: Sam L- leave Brownie it, can leave it alone Mel, as a testament of when it
4: was made, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I,
1: yeah,
3: yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Uh, but but uh, you know, either man, folk horror I have no is really scary.
1: It, you know, folklore a lot of people are like, Well what is folklore exactly? Folklore is stuff of legends, it's stuff of tall tales, um, it's it's pagan mythology, it's creatures um and the scare your little kids at night. Uh the boogeyman, for example, might be considered mm. folklore Uh, you know, uh yeah. you know Yeah, I guess
7: the bobby boots would count.
1: house is folklore. And, well, yes. Lovecraft yeah. is definitely going to get a bonus point this year, I have decided. And if the Elder Gods okay. are the main characters, it's going to be ATB, Automatic Triple Bonus. So, Ooh, we're okay. going to bring some So, Cthulhu is going to be a major player in our madness this year. So, I think just about um,
5: anything based on Grimm's Fairy Tales would count.
1: Uh, yes,
5: Ooh. that's right. Yeah.
1: Um I'm trying to think of other things. I mean, there's so much. There's going to be so many. Uh, of course, one of my favorite films in the last few years, and extremely controversial, but I don't care. And I forced all my friends to go see the director's cut when it played in New York. Is Midsummer? Uh, mm-hmm. I
4: love that movie. I, I fucking love,
1: love that movie. I have the. I, I got the special 4K director's cut with the with the with the art book. That's in it? Oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, so um, I saw it twice in the theaters, including the director's cut. And I was like, it, it runes, things with Nordic Vikings, um, things with, and of course, with the Elder Gods, you also have sea monsters. Those are definitely story, sure. uh, origins of horror." and Hort. Uh, mermaids would count as well. Uh, so maybe I should make manatees a bonus point, right? No, maybe. <laughs> I love manatees. Yep. Uh, so, so, I'm I mean these
2: are all now
1: when I real re- when I say things like this it, things may shift because I'm just talking about the preliminary madness like I'm just sketching it out um, I post uh, the rules um, two weeks before October 1st um, and um, and they'll then you'll be able to know what the exact bonus points are so things could shift but so far this is the stuff that I've come up with to include as part of folk horror. Um let's see what are other common tropes in folk horror and of course the, nobody expects the spanish acquisition it's definitely gonna count
7: uh, um, a lot of times they have a rural setting they're like out in the country um they can involve technology but i feel like a lot of time they don't however i would i would consider blair witch to be um folk because there's so much out in the oh, middle of nowhere and there's so well, much it lore. it's based
1: on a folk play. tale. Bell Witch is a real right. name uh you know no. uh so i would say absolutely uh you know you're gonna go into and there is urban folktales they actually do cover them <laughs> in um in in woodland's dark uh days uh yeah, yeah. that there are there are yeah. folktales that are, take place in woodland uh, obviously voodoo is going to be a prevalent part of that
7: yes. this year oh, uh, like you know the rainbow
1: you know, Serpent of Rainbow right. is so um the Angel yeah. Heart, which is, like, the bomb. Uh, you know, that movie's definitely mm-hmm. got going on. Like, once again, pagan mythology is definitely going to play a major player in it. And some offshoots of Christianity. Uh, Santeria, for example, would, would definitely come mm. up in this. Um, we also don't forget Vikings. Uh, I'm going to yeah. accept Vi- the I'm going to accept the Vikings TV show um, as, as part oh, of the matches nice. this year uh, So uh, especially because the Northman's coming out on the 22nd Robert Eggers Everything he does is folk horror uh, So uh, yeah. You know uh, And like come on it's Robert Eggers Vikings and Alexander Skarsgård You don't think I'm not going to be there First opening day Yeah uh, <laughs> You know, so I why, know I, you
4: um know. <laughs> You know, so ahead, you thinking, thinking about um, four uh, I was ahead. just thinking about the nece- the necessity of it and society over like thousands of years. For example, I was in the mm. Philippines and my friends were were on a beach and I wanted to go swimming in the beach at night and they're all grown now and they said, No, 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 there's monsters in the ocean. You can't go swimming in the night and I'm like, wow. well, they're, they're right, but they said they tell us all that as kids. Because think about it, here in the United States, we're worried about our kid running across the street and getting hit by a car. There, they're worried about a little baby wandering off and getting into the water and getting sucked into the water. You know what I mean? So that's a safety mm-hmm. like the woods, all these rural settings. The Irish had those bog spirits and just Jackal. You know, this stuff is to keep kids out of the woods and keep them scared about, So you know, as a way of legends of what will happen to you if you go into the woods at night that there's a witch that will eat you little kid you know like yeah uh, it, it's lessons. interesting
1: too it, and it continues because i mean even on the internet you have the slender man you would consider that a folktale um mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. moss man uh is folktales uh let's see Do what's the count
5: are we counting crimson
1: some cryptids may count, but... Oh, yes, you um,
4: should count cryptids. Bigfoot I mean, is really a folk horror in a way.
1: Yeah, uh, it, well, is, uh, Sasquatch comes up quite
7: stones.
4: a bit. The Jersey Devil?
7: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liz, do you think um, an American werewolf in London is folk horror?
1: It definitely has a rule setting. It does have elements. It has elements mm-hmm. to it. It'll probably hit bonus points. Um, it's yeah. accepted, anyways. Um, like I said, it doesn't have to be a straight yes. horror, fi- uh, folk horror film to hit bonus points. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, found I was also really thinking about Grabbers, which tough. is an Irish film. Oh, it's yeah. not folk so horror, but it definitely yeah. has tropes. Um, yeah, no.
7: that movie's funny. Um, yeah, I a great example.
1: Grabbers is awesome because they really did drink to shoot that movie.
7: That's what I know. It's I want to. <laughs> well, it's an like, Irish it's movie. It With that.
1: You know, um, I'm trying to think <laughs> of other, other folk tales that are modern. Chupacabra, that's a relatively mm. new vampire. Uh, so, uh, you know, I would say any vampire that's not Transylvanian in origin or any zombie that's not Romero origin might be considered folklore because the zombies and vampires in Asia, for example, are very different than uh, yep. our typical Transylvanian uh, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, vampire. Uh, So, uh, you know, um, I was thinking about Mario Bava's Black Sabbath. Um, His vampires aren't vampires, they're uh, Woldermarks, um, which are a type of vampire that feeds on their own family. Uh, So, you know, uh, there's and, and technically, the boys from County Hell, that's technically a vampire, but it's not like any vampire that you'll see. And, you know, The common tropes that we call vampires and werewolves mostly come from the Universal films. Like, Universal mm-hmm. movies took, like, Cancer P and Silver and Full Moons and all of that stuff was a, was a trope of the film. But it is so ingrained in our society, we consider that the trope. Right, it, it, even though it really isn't, which I always find kind of fascinating, like how influential those two movies are. Um, I'm mm. trying to think of other other possible... Uh, Baba Yaga will probably come up quite a bit in the story. Um, you know, once again, you got witches. Uh, Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter. I have oh. Norwegian horror. Um, there's going to be a lot of that. Um, the Ritual uh, is another film with a classic um pagan monster um which is it's interesting bobby have you ever seen the ritual
4: the rich is that the newer film isn't it
1: yeah it's a newer film but the, um without spoiling it too much um the main monster in that movie is a god he's a norse god and he's actually slept near the horse of all things yeah but he's yes, not yes, like yes
4: hey 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 oh, you're talking about the four guys that go hiking out in the woods yes, yes.
1: that's yep. right
4: oh my god that's so good yeah it is it really right and that's damn definitely good. a
1: folk horror story right it's a folk tale yes it is um, yes
4: so. that that is so simply put and done like the movie alien they're in yeah. an isolated spot those four guys and it's just it, it first no one's really you know what i mean wow that's a really good one ritual
1: yeah um, wow. th- there's a lot of really cool movies um well, I mean, obviously, English folk tales are going to be major, major players because you know England. In, I mean, come on, the Wicker Man is English. You know, uh, Pie Wacket is yeah. English. Blair the White Worm is Irish. Boys the County Hell is English. Uh, you know, we we could. You know, there's going to be a lot of, uh, of the children would also probably yeah. be because once again, you're disturbing something from the underground, right? Uh, which is I- so. Go ahead.
5: Can I throw a trope out here? Yep. A trope from a common trope from this type of flick that would probably open up a lot of, well, perhaps I should say a trope housing, Is curses.
3: Curses. Oh yeah, sure. We'll curse.
5: Yeah, pretty much anything that carries a curse would count. It'll get Pet a bone point. Pet cemetery. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I was thinking, even though it's Christian imagery, but it actually has a lot of uh, pagan tropes going on. with a movie that I watched with Nathan this year for the first time, uh, Michael Sylvie's The Church. That was oh, yeah. Up. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs>
5: that, that, that one That one also hits the Disturbed Something Underground uh, ATV.
1: Yes, it does. Well, I don't know if that's going to be an ATV, but it's definitely going to be a bonus point. Disturbing well, the bonus,
5: bonus
7: point, then. Yeah. 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 There's an Irish film that A24 came out with a couple years ago called The Hole in the Ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have they're them called? looking
1: at it right here. The Hole in yeah, the Ground. That the yeah, yeah, that was
7: um, That's definitely a disturbance that was caused from <laughs> fucking with a hole in the ground. <laughs>
1: Uh, antlers would definitely play yeah. into it. Because of Native, uh-huh. Native American Wendigo. folks. Wendigos are definitely yeah. folktales
7: folk and folk horror. Um, well, and got, I love Wendigos. Too. Probably anything by like Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> <Like fans laughs> pretty yeah, Pretty
4: much everything. And,
7: yeah. uh-huh. not, I mean, you've got a not,
4: ton of cryptid stuff, you know, that if you think about, like, the legends, like your Wendigos and you're uh, Mothman, Jersey Devil, Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean,
1: and that's just the Mothman American Western creepy. ones. I mean, you've yeah. you got a whole... That's
4: Appalachian too, you know?
1: Oh my God. Appalachia, yeah. you could do an entire madness just on the folk tales from Appalachia. So, yes. Somebody asked me a question and and I saw it on Facebook and I actually had to think about this. Is Paul Bunyan a kaiju?
6: babe the blue Ox whoa. definitely is <laughs> whoa babe <laughs> definitely is a the Kaiju. babe definitely
5: is
6: Paul's a liner, yeah, oh my God like... no, you know what I no think... he's he's sentient he's 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 got the strange, but he doesn't have the
5: creatures no i'm not I'm, I'm not gonna he's give it akin. to him No, Paul Bunyan is more akin to ultraman, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean but I he, cannot he,
5: believe I just made that connection.
6: I mean <laughs>
1: well, I not mean, giants. I guess giants are he's a giant. Giants are definitely folk tales and you know, Paul Bunyan yeah. is too. <laughs> I, I don't know if yeah, there's but... a horror film based on Johnny Appleseed out there somewhere or maybe. Well, maybe, maybe there is there's
5: got to be there's <laughs> got to be. <laughs> There's a Paul Somebody Bunyan one. There's got to be a Johnny Appleseed one. <laughs> hey. No, we are we are coming was,
1: down that, married,
4: that. Go ahead. If he's if he was married, Johnny Appleseed surely would have a
5: horror story about himself. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. When you, when you said you're doing something that's ever been done before, Bobby, is it a Johnny Appleseed horror movie? Oh, oh my no, God. No, no, no. That's funny. <laughs> um.
1: I was thinking of the more foreign as foreign movies that would be falling into this category. The Wailing, which is a fantastic Korean film, would fall in there. Baskin would probably fall in there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um Any other suggestions on that? Haguza might fall in there, too. Uh, Hazen, for sure. Um, let's see. Any other? Yeah. Go ahead.
7: Oh, well. You know what Queenie would say immediately is Krampus.
4: <laughs> well, Krampus, of course. Oh yeah, of course. Like, that's
7: the biggest bowl. <laughs> yeah, we missed right
4: bowl. over Germany.
6: Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. sure. I mean, there- uh-huh. Germany
1: missing again- like- Go ahead. Yeah. There
6: have oh. been a couple oh. of La Llorona films, and oh, oh I yeah. Brought- in San Clemente, not far from San Juan Capistrano, where, you know, the legend originates, but there's one film and I don't remember which of the films that ties it to the disappeared and uh, the, the, the people that have been killed by the government. And uh, that would definitely fall under the umbrella of folklore, I would think. I mean, there's,
1: so many, I mean, once again, it, it doesn't have, you can, if you're watching an action picture, action horror movie, and a trope comes up, you get the bonus point. There's so many ways you can go with this, with, with this. I just hope, I do hope people do hit some traditional folk horror while they're in there um, because yeah. there it's a, it's a troubled trope of treasure um and it's just some go- some of my favorite films of all time are in there um you could even say a movie like uh, igmar bergman's the seventh seal would count um you know and, you know the grim reaper oh my god he's like the
7: yeah. oak tail monster right so uh Ooh, i got one for you uh what about quite on quite on Ooh,
1: maybe yeah um Onababa might be another one that would follow, you mm. know, Asian ghost stories. Oh, my God. Once
4: again, hey, we're this is so many. The Baba The Baba
3: Dog.
5: Yes, I mentioned that. Baba Dog. Hey, yeah. There's also quite a few Coffin Joe movies that would fit the bill. It's
4: true. Oh, right
5: yeah. on. <laughs> you know, a really
4: <laughs> crazy scene that's folkiest to me. Do you guys remember Tales from the Hood?
3: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah Yeah.
4: And the scene with the southern The civil war The old lady with the painting With all those puppets Of slaves And remember mm. that real cool master In the house All of a sudden he was getting messed with And he looked back at that painting And another like a puppet was missing Off the painting And they were running around that house Oh that was creepy the Music, do you remember that Nathan? Oh, I do
5: Oh, that was, yeah, that, was that was a that was a, so that was a frequent cool. rental back in
7: the day. <laughs> yeah,
4: oh yeah, totally frequent rental. Oh yeah. Uh, there's I not know. a lot of Civil War like horror stuff, is there really? The, like just... the Supernaturals.
1: No, not not okay. really. Like yeah. you made and, one of those Belly Timbers and, uh, close, right? I mean, yeah. well, that's cannibal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your own movie. Yeah. Um, I was thinking um, about Black Death. Uh, which is Christopher Smith, yeah. who's one of my favorite directors. Uh, there's definitely a
2: sexy witch in that
1: one. I mean, Clarice Mount Houghton mm. has played several sexy witches in her career, including the Red Witch in Game of Thrones and the White Witch in The Black Death. So, uh, you know, we got it. So Alice in Wonderland you- might actually come into play as well.
4: Children's we stories- are. Also- Hey, the monkey's mm-hmm.
5: paw. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of how many variations of that one is there, man? All over the and world, world people want yeah. three wishes. Be mm, careful what one. wish
1: for.
7: Raven, what, oh, what were oh, you about question. to say? Well, oh, I'll, I'll get you my train is thought. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we're all so <laughs>
1: excited to talk about this. We're just like, woo-hoo, woo-hoo. Um, okay, Nathan, you have a question.
7: Yes, I have I a question. You.
5: Oh, no, did you remember
7: Raymond? Yeah, I was just going to okay, say go we can't it. go off over our darling love witch.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I am really thinking about her. She's awesome. And, oh, God, maybe I can get her on the show.
4: Oh, oh my ask God. That
6: would be amazing. That'd be great.
1: No, I, I'm going to ask her because I, I actually have her personal
4: info through Stacy. And so,
1: Mom. <laughs> oh, did, did you
4: guys? talk about Drag Me to Hell?
1: No, but we can. Ooh. Sam Rammy, I'll talk about him all day. <laughs> yeah, sure.
4: Gypsy horror. Gypsy yep. is very folk.
1: Oh, uh, I mean... Ramani, yeah. Ramani. I'm, I'm excited about... Uh, I'm going to give a bonus point not to gypsies, because I don't know if that's PC or not, but to Tarot reading, which will overlap with that.
4: Yeah. yeah. Drag me to hell that sexy girl in it. Do you remember the... Uh, yeah. Well, it's thinner dinner had a sexy girl remember the girl that was tempting him uh she shot the um
7: oh right yes right.
4: shot at him
7: god it's been a long time since i've seen that i think i watched it like the week it came out for rental and that was the last time i saw it so it'd be a good time to, to revisit the I do, is good. I,
1: I do yeah, want to yeah, say I yeah. already know what my at least part of what the week three binge is going to be. Uh, week three binge is when we give one franchise or two franchises, and we give a special point value. And you if you watch the whole thing in one week, and are you ready? I already know what it's going to be.
7: Yeah, yeah.
1: Children what? of the Corn.
7: I, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> have we done
1: that one yet? No, we have not. Oh boy. Yeah, There's a I, lot I of fucking in children in
7: porn movies out there. <laughs> There's a lot more now. Oh, my god!
1: So we this is going to be amazing. So <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. Um, so um, let's see. Is there anything we've omitted that we can Yes, go ahead.
5: Okay, so we had kind of made the point that sometimes urban legends move into folklore. What about since this is happening on Halloween? What about the urban legends surrounding Halloween? That let's say, trick or treat, for example. Sam is kind of the embodiment of all the folklore around Halloween. Would movies yeah. playing on those Halloween tropes work?
1: Hmm, that's a good question.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you got the poison I mean, there...
5: or candy. Or... Yeah, the poison. I, I mean,
1: yeah, jack o' lanterns have origin in folk tales. Uh, that's you know, true. Uh, so, I mean, they started as turnips, believe it or not, um, pumpkins, um, so there might be something about that, and I don't want to dismiss all vampires, once again, I'm going to be selective on my vampires, like, uh, but, uh, you know, the vampires are also, definitely there's folk origins in vampire lore, um, so, uh... You know, we'll have to think about it. There's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of avenues we can do with this. This, But, you know, but for the most part, I think witches are going to be my centralized creature of, of highest value. Because it's awesome. we haven't actually concentrated on witches on a madness yet. And, well, you know,
4: mm-hmm.
1: I am a witch. Would so. you guys count
4: Clash of the Titans? In the well it's scene, pagan, you know,
1: I know pagan, pagan mythology, so it would definitely count in the madness. Um so uh like I said, pagan mythology is going to be part uh, is is part of the main bonus point. So it's gonna be folklore, tall tales, pagan mythology. Uh so, so with you, sexy witches being the works? automatic triple. Um, <laughs>
7: do you think you're gonna include High Fantasy this year?
1: High fantasy? Maybe there's a few. Like I said, once again, hmm. Game of Thrones has witches in it, so um, sort oh, yeah, of do, does But I don't. Hey, know, Nathan.
5: You... Yo, do you
4: remember Campfire Tales? That was like an anthology, and James Earl Jones like narrated it. Oh it my god! Like That's back in the 90s. day, right there.
7: Dude, wow, dude, it had like
4: a cowboy a cowboy western story yep. in it that was creepy. Wow, Camp I, I haven't thought about babies. that movie in
5: years. Oh my god. That's a good bowl, dude. But there's, there's like, because 'cause they're all kinda like bulky stories. Yeah. There was another movie called Campfire Tales it came out in the mid nineties that was terrible. So you gotta make sure you get the right one. I'm
7: just picking one. Very cool.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so excited that you guys are excited for this, this year. And once again, I want to say that the the documentary just solidified my choice. I was already leaning towards it because I, I often go the exact opposite of the theme from the year before. And I think and since we were dealing with, like, evil robots and the, and the end of the world and apocalypses, Folk horror brings it back to our roots, to our history, to our mm-hmm. our subconscious, because hey, a
4: lot of I'm so sorry, guys. I want to I want to I want to I correct that for all the listeners. It's Grim Prairie Tales. Oh, oh Grim Prairie yeah. Tales. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: And guess okay. what? We have a caller. Hold on, just a second. Woo. Seven six five. You're on with the sexy witches.
6: Hey, it's Sean Berkey. Hey,
1: Sean. hey, what's, hey, what's up? Sean has played the madness every single year. And Sean, this is a year where you're going to thrive.
6: So I guess we will have some good wild cards with <laughs> you.
1: Oh, well, I already said Vincent Price is one of them, so I know you're going to be able to mine that gold.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I played Brigham Young. I remember using that one time.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, but but even though, but you're you're, you're more cl- when you when you watch horror, you tend to be a bit more classic in the first place. So folk horror is going to overlap with for
6: sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I just like to do. I mean, yeah, my wild cards, and then I really just like I, the thing. Why I like is just writing the summaries. <laughs> I'm just big on that. Like last year when we didn't have to do summaries, I made my own summaries.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's one thing about the madness, which either kills you or you thrive, is a summary. Now, the summaries do not have to be lengthy. I don't want. As a Matter of fact, it's it makes us kind of crazy when they're long. Uh, because, but. Um, <laughs> There's some requirements that I ask when you list a film. It's basically a summary, is a list, but he always, Mr. Berkey here, always likes to review every film that he watches. A full review, <laughs> so
7: yeah, uh, Sean Raven here. I want to tell you, even when you're not on my team, you know, I try to read as many summaries as I can. But as soon as yours is up, I go read yours, whether or not you're on my team. Aww. I just love your summaries and I love how you play. So um, it, thank you for being uh, part of the family. And
1: it, he and he is part of the family, and he's played all fifteen of all fourteen years, and this year will be fifteen. So I'm honored that you've stuck it out this long. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Is there anything you want to ask us about this year's theme, or ask Bobby about his career?
6: Um, well, I was thinking, what about the Wrong Turn franchise? That—that's kind of. Would that be so poor?
1: Well, it's Appalachia, and I'm going to probably give a bonus point for the. You know, I always have a location bonus point, and I already know that one of the locations is going to be a masted schooner. Uh, but Appalachia is quickly falling into that as one of the locations. If your if your film takes place in the mountains of Appalachia, you get a bonus point. Which also means the Evil Dead series would count because that takes place yeah. in Tennessee. Uh, so, uh, and we know Ooh. Tennessee, right, Nathan? There's a lot. Of oh town. yeah. We we met a way to go in Tennessee. We don't want to talk April, about that
5: though. April 30th, I'll be participating in a serious bloodletting ritual in Tennessee.
1: Uh, Last May Day we were in Tennessee I saw my first death match So it was
5: a blood
4: sacrifice You know he brought a good point That he brought up uh, wrong term um, I know Because that's very folk Those guys are in the woods They're real primitive and backwoodsy And there's this legend about this family So it it, kind of You know you kind of could throw some Texas Chainsaw into it when you start Getting into that branch of the tree
1: well, and I have never not had a year where where at some point Cabin in the Woods hits an ATV.
3: Yeah.
1: Every, every year.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. So, you know, there's going to be films like that that are going to hit the ATV, even if they're not straight up traditional in the theme that we're we're running. So, uh, you know, I, it, it, like I said, we had a lot of may, maybe Wrong Turn is the other, other franchise we binge. I, I don't know yet. Um, like, cause I, I need have, to do two. Go
3: ahead. I have a
5: proposal for a special bonus we should give for a certain franchise binge, and we, we we can discuss it later. But I think since it's sexy witches, we should give a special big bonus to anyone who manages to sit through all sixteen of the witchcraft movies. <laughs> oh my God.
7: Not, I've almost finished that, but I was having problems accessing some of the movies. That is a hard ask. <laughs>
5: that's why. That's why it's it should be ask. worth a big bonus because yeah. it's not an easy one to complete.
7: Now, Liz has a rule that she doesn't ask any Madness member to binge any challenge that she wouldn't herself binge. Um, do you? Would you do this binge? And have you done this binge, Nathan?
5: I have not done this binge, but you're
7: damn right I'll do it.
5: You know what? If if it if, 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 if it becomes a binge special in the madness, I will right now say I'll do it. Nice. <laughs> Right, How we about if
1: I make it all Calamity is Snakes required?
5: That is not a folk horror movie, and I will <laughs> never watch that movie again. However, <laughs> <laughs> an Unearthed Films will be putting that out later this year with a commentary track featuring me screaming like a little girl. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> what I
7: just yeah. wanted.
1: Telling, everyone I know associated with Calamity of Snakes has said it's the most epic commentary track since the drunken commentary track on Cannibal the Musical. So, wow. I mean, that's a tall order. So we'll have to see yeah.
7: so, Amazing.
1: Bobby, is it amazing to you? And I, I tease Nathan a lot because I just don't understand. He loves oh blood. He loves gore. He can watch the Vomit Gore Girls and have a, a sandwich while he's doing it. Uh, he can watch the worst B-movie that exists. But snakes? I have a
5: colony out. of Madagascar hissing cockroaches. It, it,
1: <laughs> but snakes, it's not okay.
5: <laughs> no, it's not okay at all.
1: Thank Everyone you, Sean, has something. for being on the show, we really appreciate it. I mean, he just Thank dropped you. off, so um, you know uh, Sean Burke. Oh my God! It's so uh, the calls have been fantastic. Um, anything else before we book out? Because it's almost eleven. Can you believe we've actually really? made it to the what? our end of our time? After all the wow. technical difficulties and all that crap that went down, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It so once again, we're going to recap. Monsters of lore and witches galore are is our theme, which is our title for our theme, which is going to be folk horror. Our mascot film is Wicker, the Wicker Man, not the the bees, not that not one, no, bees. not wow. the bees, no, but the not, 1973, not 1973 version. Uh, and it's the only DVD in my collection that's ever appreciated in value. Uh, so, because I I bought the wooden box set back in the day, and it's still oh,
3: yeah.
1: that that is supposedly rare. So I, I had no idea. I just yeah. bought it because I love the Wicker Man. Uh, so uh, you know, the so Wicker Man is our mascot film. So our poster based on the Wicker Man. Um, And, of course, I would say that the soundtrack to that movie will also probably be our mascot song of the year. Um, And I'm going to play that at the end of the show tonight. Uh, That might change, but either way, the the soundtrack. It's funny because The Wicker Man, to me, is not only is it a folk horror film, it's also a movie musical. And, you know, it really is a musical. Mm. (laughs) So. Uh there's so much i mean people literally stop what they're doing and break into song in that movie well <laughs> so, yeah. it's how, um, how it should be <laughs> uh you know it's not repo, but you know nothing is repo
3: hmm. so, you know
1: yeah. Uh, yeah i i'm I'm actually introducing the evil genius to repo the genetic opera he she's seen it, she just um, doesn't remember, but now that she's old enough that. and she's in the musical theater, I'm showing her that yeah. uh so mm-hmm. uh. And she just saw Sweeney Todd for the first time. She loved it.
6: Hey, um,
1: yeah. So, yay, Sweeney
3: Phantom Todd. Sounds of
6: the paradise.
1: You well, know, Sweeney mm-hmm. Todd's a folk tale. It goes back. It has folk origins
6: actually.
1: I guess so, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah so that's kind of interesting. Or it's urban really legends, they
6: kind of cross over, right?
1: Well, yeah, well some mm. of her legends do count as folk tales. I mean, like even, like too, yeah. like, too, like like I said, the Chupacabra is a modern monster. It's not that old mm-hmm. in this but it's still a folklore, uh you know it definitely counts, so uh so you're you just know. saying
4: like is it in this century or candyman, for example, would be a present day Candyman
6: ponytail. is great for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Candyman is thought form, which is an ancient concept that is very hard for most Western people to understand. Um, and I thought the new movie actually did a really good job of explaining thought form to people, uh, and, as well as the first season of American Gods. I would give that yeah. season a lot of credit, which also would definitely count for the madness. Uh, well, this year. Freddy, Freddy
5: Krueger is thought form, too.
1: Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, it, 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 once again, it, the first movie is very hard to understand. That about that form is a pagan concept; it's not a Christian concept. So, um, which is funny because you know Christ and Jesus and, and the wafers is. But anyway, <laughs> they don't they don't admit to it. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so, uh, and but spellcraft in particular is gonna be like you know. Oh, God. We're going to watch a lot of movies where the curses and spells come into being. It's going to be so cool. So, um, Bobby, thank you for being on tonight's show. You were fantastic. Thank
4: you for having me.
1: I'm so excited for Witch House. I am so bells on when it drops. Um, I can't wait to see it. Um, Oh, yeah. And good luck on your secretive—we can't talk about yet—projects. Please do come back and talk about them. <laughs> not, yet, not yet, not
4: it's yet, not yet.
5: It's totally a Johnny apple movie.
1: And, and if you have a <laughs> and if you have a uh, IndieGoGo Kickstarter thing you need to do plug, please come on and plug your stuff. Because we already, we always do our, we always make sure we plug our friends' movies, especially if we um, campaigns, especially if we know they're actually going to make a movie. Uh, so, uh, you know, and uh, it's going to be cool. Uh, so thank you for being on the show tonight. And uh, once again, I'd like to thank my panel for being on the show. Um, and we're going to continue with our witches and folktale um, theme with next week's show, because I got a phone call from Jeremiah Kip, and he's going to come on and talk about face next week. So... Um, um, yeah. Yay, so that's going to be awesome. Um, and uh, so that is, what day is that? I have no idea what day that is. Um, that is the 27th of, of, of April. So that's in two weeks. And I also want to make an announcement. That is my last broadcast from the metro D.C. area. As of the following week, I am moving to Atlanta, Georgia. Oh
6: wow! Really?
1: Yeah. So, so I am now moving to the south, leaving the DMV behind. Yeah. So, um, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Not, but I'm gonna stay here long enough to see Lily's performance. The Evil Genius is a nanny, so I'm gonna be there long enough to see her do that, um, opening weekend, and then I hit the road. I'm going down south. Bought a new car for that reason. Ah. So, um, mm-hmm. so I'll be uh, looking. I will definitely be researching Southern folk horror while I'm down there because there's a ton of it. <laughs> so, mm. uh, and, yeah, um, yep. and then uh, and then we have two more uh, shows. I haven't confirmed them yet, but uh, it looks like we might be doing a Doc Soldiers anniversary on one of those sh- episodes. Yay. Um, and then I have another May. episode in May. Yep. And then, um, there's something else I'm doing on the 25th of May, but I forget what it is right now. <laughs> so, um, I can't believe how stacked this season is. Um, and after COVID I wasn't sure that it was going to come back. Um, especially after through the bitter divorce that I was going through, but I'm really glad we are all in this still together. And I still have friends and family that care and, about the show and as well as me. But I really am glad that they care about the podcast. And thank you, Courtney, a, a, a listener I don't know. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. Of course. So thank you. <laughs> Call back, Courtney. We loved you. Thank Call you. Call back <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so anyway, folks, thank you for listening tonight. And if you're streaming us, thank you for listening. Later. And we'll be back in two weeks with Jeremiah Kipp and his witch, um, abusive, grief tale, flat face. So um, we'll leave you tonight with the landlord's daughter from the Wicker Man soundtrack. And um, tonight, have a great evening. Blessed be, good film hunting. Thank you. Good night. Good night.
3: Good night. Much
0: has been said of the trumpets of yore, of wenches and bawdy house queens by the score. But I sing of a baggage that we all adore, the, the land lord's daughter. landlord's daughter.
6: Oh, her lips are as roses, her wine is a treat. Her whiskey is good and her figure is neat. And while she is serving her bitter, she sweeps. The landlord's daughter, you'll
0: never love another. Although she's not the kind of girl to take hold to your mother. Is lively and strong to the taste.
6: Is with discretion and never with haste. You can
0: have all like life, you swear the two ways. The landlord's daughter, and when her name is mentioned. The part of every gentleman do stand up at attention. Now the Jane of the Blossom and all of the crown Pretty chain of the and father in town But Dolly who keeps her red heart of renown But I'll take the land more shorter Oh nothing can
6: delight so And does the path that lies between her left toe and
3: her right toe